You know what they say, the more things change, the more they change. It's called tech news or entropy. Nintendo is suing Tropic Haze, the makers of Yuzu, which according to Google, is either an emulator for the Nintendo Switch or a small yellow citrus fruit similar to a lemon. Who can say? Tropic Haze sounds like a Gatorade flavor. <laughs> In the 41-page lawsuit, Nintendo claims that Yuzu knowingly facilitates piracy on a massive scale. As part of its case, Nintendo likewise suggests that Yuzu's technology was used to play pirated copies of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. A bold claim, which was illegally downloaded over a million times in the weeks before its official release, around 5% of the amount of official copies sold. According to Nintendo, around 20% of download links pointed prospective pirates to Yuzu. Now to win, Nintendo will have to prove one key fact that the Yuzu emulator was created primarily to circumvent anti-piracy protections, rather than its more above board uses like enabling legitimate owners of a game like Tears of the Kingdom to play it on an Android, Linux, or Windows device with a decent frame rate and a controller designed for big, meaty adult hands. I'm just a big guy. After at least a decade of work behind the scenes, Apple has reportedly killed plans to build its own self-driving electric vehicle, a project that Apple has never officially acknowledged, but which we all know about because they had to get a bunch of car-related permits and there were like 2,000 people working on it. What's Tim Cook supposed to do? Swear them all to secrecy and force them to live in an isolated community in the middle of the Nevada desert? I become death. If you break NDA, Barbara and I will find you. <laughs> At least some of those employees will be shifted over to Apple's AI division, perhaps unsurprisingly, given that AI's star has risen even as EV sales have significantly slowed. Another thing Apple has moved to kill is iOS support for progressive web apps in the EU, claiming that the feature will be too difficult to continue offering in compliance with the Digital Markets Act, which requires interoperability with browser engines other than Apple's own WebKit, something that Apple never designed it to do. It could break. I mean... Another browser? Are you insane? <laughs> the European Commission, who are being very ungrateful at this thoughtful gesture from Apple, are investigating this decision and have asked developers for feedback concerning the change. But Apple isn't the only killer still on the streets because Netflix is killing off Apple payment for legacy in-app iOS subscribers. Netflix removed the ability to subscribe via its iOS app back in 2018 in order to duck Apple's 15 to 30% cut, but grandfathered in pre-existing subscriptions who were still responsible for them paying a cut to Apple. Now Netflix can finally be free. Well. Not that kind of free. That'll be $15. Please and thank you. You don't want to miss Love is Blind season whatever it is. I don't like these shows. <laughs> Intel has officially added an ambitious 10A, equivalent to one nanometer, chip process to its 2027 roadmap for development and possibly production in the last half of 2027. Another 14A or 1.4 nanometer node is scheduled for production sometime in 2026. The A here actually stands for angstrom, which is just a different unit of measurement. CEO Pat Gelsinger voted world's sexiest Pat Gelsinger 62 years in a row. That's right. Sorry, other Pat Gelsinger. You're never gonna win, okay? <laughs> he has bet Intel's entire future on the success of its upcoming 18A node which of course equals 1.8 nanometers. See, we're learning together. 
But as aggressive as this new roadmap is, it's not clear just how much we should trust it as a realistic timeline, given Intel's recent record of over-optimistic projections. Back in 2012, Intel promised that in 2015, they'd launch their 10 nanometer chips, which they only managed to launch four years later in 2019. Not only that, but their fab capacity charts don't even have a Y-axis. Intel is also planning hyper-automated, AI-powered fabrication plants at some indefinite time in the future. For the near present, however, the company is at least planning to invest $100 billion into expanding production over the next five years, which will include heavy use of cobots, which just seem to be robots designed to work alongside humans. A co-worker robot, if you will. Though presumably you won't. Co-workers, cobots in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> you will be the cobot. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by Paperlike. If you're looking for a screen protector for your iPad, Paperlike has you covered. Your iPad too, if you buy one. The Paperlike 2.1 is manufactured in Switzerland and is designed to help you write and draw on your iPad, just like how you would on paper, but without paper's annoying bugs, like being literally terrible. Since no one could bother inventing Paper 2, Paperlike stepped up to create their exclusive microbead technology called NanoDots to emulate the stroke resistance of paper without sacrificing screen clarity. Make sure to check out Paperlike at the link below so you can write right. Hmm, quick bit? No thanks, that's how I turned into a vampire. And it sucks! <laughs> yes! Adobe has revealed a new generative AI tool that allows users to both generate and edit music, customizing tempo, intensity, melodic structure, and use of air horns. The four elements of music. Only the avatar. The tool's just a prototype right now, which explains why it was named Project Music Gen AI Control by either an AI or a human who are both terrible at naming. Of course, many generative AI music tools exist, but the innovation here is the editing capability and the fact that Adobe will probably integrate it into Premiere and Audition, like they integrated generative fill into Photoshop, ensuring the last remains of humanity will wither and perish in the rubble of their destroyed cities. Oh, sorry, there's a few steps in between those. I, I skipped them. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> the White House has released an executive order aimed at stamping out the sale of American citizens' sensitive personal data to foreign adversaries of the United States, most pointedly China and Russia, which I think is a failure to foresee the growing Liechtenstein menace. They're hiding it in plain sight. The order means that the DOJ will need to draft a rule requiring US companies and data brokers to ensure that entities purchasing large amounts of data from them will not then turn around and sell that information to a hostile foreign power. That might be important in a landscape where the information collected by companies is getting weirder and more invasive all the time, like Meta's plan to start collecting anonymized data about Quest headset usage, including body movement and eye tracking, and even data about the physical environment you're in, not virtually. You better not tell Kim Jong-un about my eyeballs, Zuckerberg. That's between you and me. <laughs> Tumblr and WordPress.com want to sell user data to Midjourney and OpenAI, according to documentation seen by 404 Media. The documents don't seem to specify what data is being sold, but the Tumblr data appears to include public post content between 2014 and 2023. 
Tumblr users now have to opt out of third-party sharing for their blogs to prevent their data from being sold. Hopefully, everyone does that. I can't think of anything worse than a chatbot trained on nearly 10 years of posts written by pretentious 14-year-olds. No one understands my dark mind. They're just discovering so much about the world. Odysseus, the first private spacecraft to make a soft landing on the moon, has less than a day left to live because it landed with its solar panels at the wrong angle. It tipped over as soon as it landed. And you would too. That was a, it's an exhausting trip. <laughs> if this sounds familiar, it's because you're thinking of SLIM, the first Japanese probe to land on the moon that had less than a day to live because it landed with its solar panels at the wrong angle. It was just so tired. Tuckered out. <laughs> SLIM, however, has managed to survive in the cold of a lunar night, which is about 15 Earth days long, despite not being designed to do so. It's like a modern day Japanese Hanukkah? Yes. Whatever they end up calling it, I can't wait to hear Smokey Robinson mispronounce it. Chinooka! I don't know what Chinooka is. Oh, I wish I knew this reference before now. And Honda has figured out why VR hasn't gone mainstream yet. No one's tried riding the company's new hands-free personal mobility device while playing what looks like a cereal box CD-ROM game from the late 90s. It just makes the case right away. Roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> the mobility device is called the Uni One because Uni One Uno Solo was a bit redundant. And beyond being used as a callback to decade old VR demos when it's shown off at South by Southwest in March, the device is apparently designed so that people with lower limb impairments can sit with their head closer to the eye level of the average standing person. That way you can both wear Apple Vision Pros, stare into each other's cold, stretched out virtual eyes, and agree that your purchases were a mistake. You could upgrade your wheelchair for those prices. Well, you did apparently in this scenario. That one was not a mistake. It actually looks kind of cool. But it won't be a mistake to come back on Friday for more tech news. Just make sure you're not watching TechLinked instead of watching the stovetop. The tech news won't burn your house down if you look away. Although I've never tested this. No guarantees. <laughs>